Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jambo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios. And joining me in between trips to the wild and exotic locales of the planet is Safari Mike. <laughs> Mike, how are you? Jumbo Dave, how are you? Yeah, you're home today. I am. Last time was the first time you were on the road in a while, but you're here. It's true. Here he is, I'm folks. getting older. This is true, aren't we all? <laughs> aren't we all? Um, a couple of weeks ago, well, a few, probably a couple of months ago now, um, we felt we the, the world felt that we were on a uh, the animal king world of animal kingdom fans felt we were on the verge of a permanent closure of Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, in fact, we kind of even reported it as such. And it was out there. It was out there for sure. We and weren't the first to break that. For that's sure. that's true. Um, and then we kind of got confirmation of a non-confirmation uh, where. Now we don't quite know what's going to happen. It's going to open this spring. We don't know what changes are being made. No, we don't know that. Okay. Uh, we don't know if it's just a... It's obviously not a seasonal thing. Nope. Uh, because seasonal means Christmas. Right. <laughs> and it's not going to be open for that. No, they're doing something to it. They're definitely changing something up. But um, luckily our fears of a you know a permanently closed train track... Uh, and all those things is, uh, you know, we're a little, uh, we, we jumped the gun a little bit on that, and we're going to get a Rafiki's Planet Watch. But we did promise you then that we would uh, have one of Safari Mike's famous in depth dives. Well, into- first of all, we don't know if it's going to be called Rafiki's Planet Watch exactly. when it's over. Exactly. This is true. Could this be is completely, true. could be Zootopia, Wakanda, could be. Oh, anything. please shoot me now. Um, Zootopia wouldn't be terrible. Uh, Have you seen Zootopia? No. <laughs> Am I supposed to? Uh, it was okay. My uh, expertise uh, is the animal it, kingdom. It's not my favorite. My expertise is the animal kingdom and the theme parks. I am not a um, shill for Disney films anymore. Having said that, everything is now IP, so maybe you shouldn't. Uh... No, I. I Did I, you see Black Panther? He, nope. And here, really, I got through about twenty minutes of it on Netflix. You didn't like it? Nope. Uh, I didn't like Michael B. Jordan in that movie. Not to not to delve too far. Into- well, we'll delve since we're there. Um, I I uh, basically I am a person who was absolutely sucked into the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. for the first. What would we call? I know they they do it in phases, but um, I think we're on phase four, maybe. So phase one ended at the Avengers. I think so. Okay, the first Avengers film. And then Winter Soldier came out after that. Brilliant movie. Great film. That was probably the last of it for me. As far as movies, that that was after Winter Soldier. Every one that I went to see afterwards, after that, I got less and less excited about. Did you like Guardians? The first one. Did you like Thor Ragnarok? No. Really? Not really. I mean, it's fine. I love that movie. It was a fine film. It was. It, it's a, a little... Uh, the problem with the Thor thing is that it's just way heavy on special uh, on computer animation. Okay, just, just way heavy on that. And that Infinity War, that really takes me out. Infinity War, the Thanos one. It I was, really like that too. It was okay. Um, Civil War was all right. I liked it. I, Civil War was the one with the I, I forget which one was the which. Sometimes I I get when they battled in the airport. And all yes, that. the single stupidest scene in all of Marvel cinema 
is that scene. That was the dumbest scene I've ever seen. I've never seen anything as blatantly fan service nonsense as that scene was. I hated it. Well, Civil War was a comic. I understand. Which is the same sort of I understand. scenario. But if you read the comic, that fight actually had consequences. <laughs> but in the movie, it was like, oh, hey, we're buddies. Punch. Oh, hey, isn't this cute? Well, Punch. you thought Rhodey was going to die. I mean, that was it. And yeah. then once that happened, then the consequences were there. But there weren't any, it was so weirdly written and shot, and it was like this kind of like, we're fighting, but we're really not, and maybe some of us really don't want to be here doing this, and so we're going to make kind of a joke about it. And then, but all in all, great film, I hated that scene, uh, and then it just seemed like that kind of attitude of leaning on humor became more of the point of these Marvel films not Infinity Wars than had been Infinity Wars was kind of a break of that but I mean Ant-Man and Ragnarok and the Guardians it was just all sort of like hokey yeah yeah like too hokey for me oh I like Ant-Man I even like Ant-Man and the Wasp the sequel just just to know where I'm coming from the Dark Knight was the greatest comic book based film of all time and nothing is close that's the one with the Heath Ledger okay yeah and there is not a joke in it (laughs) so that's where I come from when it comes to these was kind of funny I want yeah I mean he had a couple of moments but he wasn't meant to be funny he wasn't there to be funny no the fact that you laughed was just a was just a a byproduct of what he was going after um so that's where I come from I like the earnest films I like the ones where they I I, I don't know why I guess because when I was a kid goes to Hollywood yeah I I guess when I was a kid that's what I thought of comic books that they were this real struggle or something you know and they weren't as goofy as now they are well if any worse wasn't goofy it doesn't look like Captain Marvel's gonna be goofy yeah no I I mean I get but Captain Black Panther wasn't goofy Captain Marvel does look very animated Animated heavy, animation heavy. Oh, very. There's going to be a lot of CGI, definitely. But she goes to space. What are you going to do? I know, and that's the ones I don't like. All I right. like the ones that that have that are a little more rooted, like the first Iron Man. Brilliant movie. Well, Captain Marvel's going to come to Earth. The first Captain America, unbelievably good movie. You know, I mean, these were great movies. Even I like even the first, the first Captain even, America. I, they're both good. Even event Winter Soldier is incredible Mike. yeah it's great that's the best one in my opinion that's the best film they did mm, maybe I like the first avengers but i'd put it in the top five for sure i would put winter soldier the first iron man and avengers those three uh, depending on my mood this week though they change those are the three i love all right point of all this is i do not want them to turn rafiki's planet watch into wakanda and i don't think anybody <laughs> else out there is dying for that either i don't know about that but i agree with you <sighs> okay, so Rafikis. Rafikis. We digressed. There wasn't any other digression we could get into there, was it? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> okay, so um, we wanted to give you sort of an in-depth look at Rafikis because, what, we, as Mike said, what we think we do know at, at the very least is that it's not going to come back the way it once was. Right, it's going to be a little different in any event. So we like to sort of... Six months is not, it's going to be down for six months. That's not really, like a refurb is usually like three weeks, a month, it's six not, weeks. They're not vacuuming the floors. Right, right. They're not like uh, cleaning out the cages and they're doing something. But we didn't want to make, the. we're not going to make this show about speculating what's going to happen. Maybe at the end. Maybe, maybe we will. But we don't have any information, right? No, zero. Right. So, which is strange. At this point in the game, we th- you think you'd have something? They'd say what they're doing at least some way by this point, but may- may- for whatever reason, they don't. You know, Mike, it's funny because I bring that up because uh, I, the, on the last show, which you were off gallivanting for, and I interviewed a um, author about. I had bad connection in Africa. Uh, right. I, <laughs> I, was inter- I thought you were in the South Pole. I, I, I had a uh, I had a uh, uh, interview with an author of uh, of um, a book about Disney attractions that have never been built. And I think back to all of the times that we heard of something that was in development. Right. They used to put it on commercials. Right. They used to, like, like, like the Equatorial Africa was actually part of the opening day, grand opening um, show that was on CBS or whatever it was of at Epcot, the time. Yeah. Of Epcot. 
And then it never got built. Right. And there was all these signs for uh, Israel and Spain. And I think Switzerland had a sign, too. I'm not not 100% sure about that. But I remember Spain and Israel both having signs coming soon. I mean, that tells you right there the difference between what the company has become with this stuff. I mean, we don't even know what they might be planning on this. Until they start breaking ground and it's obvious what's there, they really do try to hold it back. Unless they can't. Unless they make a big deal with James Cameron for billions of dollars. Then then you know. Or Star Wars Land. Right, or Star Wars Land. I mean, they made the deal. They set it in the beginning of the deal. But, you know, you don't know when things are getting changed until, until the very final minute of it. Uh, oftentimes, yeah. And we, Mike, you missed a long discussion on Beastly Kingdom in that trip. I mean, I know that's I'm one. I'm sure. That's we one. had a prior episode on Beastly Kingdom with uh, Josh Taylor, I believe. Yes, we did. Um, and I, I point people back to that. For those of you who listened last time, we have a, whole, we have a big look at uh, before, Beastly Kingdom. But once again, we're not talking about Rafiki's. Before we start on Rafiki's. <laughs> We've said that four times. Yes. Uh, we have t-shirts for sale. Oh, God. Mike is really good with this. <laughs> I told you about this in the last show, um, and I was going to blow right past it here. tpublic.com slash users, user slash Radio Harambe, or I'll put the link in the show notes. Okay. So just go to the show notes, and you'll find it there. Um, we have three t-shirts up. We have the Radio Harambe shirt, which is gorgeous. Um, we have Dr. Seeker's Travel Company. That's a fun one. For those of you who want to go back in time, it's got a great little dinosaur on it. And we have brought back a classic Warden Wilson Matua's Air Rangers, um, which is a great homage to the old, uh, well, Warden's still there in the pre-show. Uh, he used to be a lot bigger part of the Kilimanjaro Safari experience, but uh, he will always be in our hearts. The Warden who looks over the uh, the Great Reserve in Harambe. Um, so go there. Get sure all the money that we uh, make off it is going to go to conservation. Uh, we've got four or five conservation groups that we're going to be donating this stuff to. They're all working to save endangered species, wildlife throughout the throughout the world. And as funny as it sounds, man, a dollar goes a long way in some of these places. I mean, whatever they can get is how they can work. I mean, there a lot of these organizations, especially the ones that we work with, a couple of them that I've donated to in the past. They run on a shoestring budget. This like is Ara. yeah. This is not a this is not a, um, you know, there's no billionaire who's financing this for fun. Right. This is a, a real on the ground, you know, <laughs> bootstraps kind of place. Uh, so please, again, look in the show notes, tpublic.com slash user slash Radio Harambe. I wish there was a better way. There's not. I don't know why. I'll try to figure that, figure that one out before. Well, the f- I put links in my Twitter account. We could put links in the Instagram account. And if you show can't, notes, yep. and if you can't find it. Email me, everyone at gmail.com, and I will send you the link. Uh, hit Mike on Twitter, at yep. uh, everyone on Twitter, and Mike will will DM you the link there as well. And you have the link on your Disney Animal Kingdom Instagram post. If you go to Disney's Animal Kingdom on Instagram, the link is in the bio, and it always is. Yep, and you can find it right there. Uh, and on my thanks to our good buddy, Ed Peterson, who uh, did a lot of the design work for it. Actually, all of the design work for it. He is a... Real uh, good. Yeah, he's, he's a good friend of mine, and he does great artist, and he does all this stuff for free just to help us kind of raise some money here. So... Rafiki's. Rafiki's, finally. Finally to Rafiki's. Go ahead. I have nothing to say. This was, this was, I threw this in your, uh, in your court. Oh, you have nothing to say? All I could say is this. I, I, Rafiki's Planet Watch may have begun life as Disney's answer to the animal captivity critics of the world. Absolutely. Um, but it has, and, and, and the cynic would, um, focus on that. However, I'm going to focus on the fact that, uh, aside from the Boneyard, this is my four-year-old, soon-to-be four-year-old son's favorite place in all of Walt Disney World. He loves the train out there. He loves to run around. He loves the characters. He loves the petting zoo. The petting zoo, the little show they do where the little porcupine comes out. He laughs the whole time he's out there. He loves the stupid little gift shop that's there. He loves everything about it. (laughs) So... I uh, I have maybe once began cynically thinking of Rafiki's Planet Watch, but as n- never the train, always love the train. But um, I am now a opponent, a, a proponent of it, and I am sad to see it being changed. Though I am going to reserve judgment. So yeah, we don't know what the changes are. Let us begin. 
So, uh, Rafiki's has a positive outlook on everything. They do not, um, they avoid like bad issues. Like, uh, you know, some of the things we talk about on, uh, the, my planet watch podcast. Um, they also use very bold colors throughout the, the, uh, extraction, which really starts well before you get to the building itself of Rafiki's planet watch. There's a, what they call an attraction, but it's, you know, it's habitat or habit habitat, which is a area where they show uh, marmosets and tamarins. They have Jeffrey's marmosets, cottontot tamarins, emperor tamarins, and golden lion tamarins in cages there. Essentially on side of the walkway to Rafiki's. Right. You're yeah. walking towards Rafiki's. Before we get to Rafiki's. Bef- before you even get to the habit, habit habitat. Habitat, habit. Habitat. Before you even get to that, I want to begin with the first thing my son insists on doing, which is climbing on the elephant sculpture that's in the train station. <laughs> There's an elephant sculpture there. He loves it. I have no idea why. Actually, the first tra- the first uh, thing about uh, Rafiki's is the Wildlife Express. Oh. Which is obviously, a tra- I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, know what the Wildlife Express is. And that's a train that leads out to Rafiki's. And I think part of the problem with Rafiki's is you have to get on a train ride to get out there. However... I don't know why that's a problem. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think the average guest who's not like a train aficionado or or just enjoys the... Just doesn't like nice things? Right. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll say, eh, do we really have to... T- you know, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We've been running around the park all day. Do we really have to take a train ride? <laughs> Yeah, I've been riding around the park all day. Do I really have to sit down on a relaxing train ride for right. the next seven minutes? Right. <laughs> but interestingly, the trains themselves were uh, modeled after trains of 1896 from Horwich Locomotive Works in Great Britain. And they were built in that facility in 1997. But of course, they Is made- that true? Yes. Wow, cool. They make, obviously, the trains look a lot older than that. They look like they're from the 1800s. Um, and I, my guess ahead. is they're... You're a train guy. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, they, they they also look like steam engines, but I, but they're not. Correct. They're, they're easel, either diesel or something, some, yeah, other, something. Some, some other kind of way. But they're, they look it, but they're not. Um, yeah, I am a train guy. And, and um, one of the great... Um, I mean, a, a marginal train guy. I'm not a not. I don't sit on the side of the road waiting to take pictures of trains as they come by. Um, like I, Peter Dinklage in that New Jersey movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Ewan McGregor in Train Spotting. Um, I, what? Uh, but one of the, some of the most beautiful and uh, still working steam engines in, on the planet are in Africa, where right. during colonial Europe, during the period of European colonialism. Um, you know, the late 1800s to the early uh, part of the 20th century, um, or the mid part of the 20th century, these locomotives were built in places like England right. and brought to um, Africa to serve as, you know, to try to, um, you know, they're helping the colonization of. There were no roads. There were no roads. So the only way to get there <laughs> right. was trains. And it is a uh, it is an efficient, uh, b- comparatively efficient uh, way of movement. And Watch the Ghost in the Darkness. It, it, I was just gonna say that. It's a <laughs> great film. It is. It's an, I like it a lot. I love that movie with Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer. Right. They play um, two guys. One was a uh, architect, I think, who designed the train line. The other one was well, a big d- game hunter. Was a big game hunter sort who of. was sent for a security purposes right. um, to protect the English who were coming to build this railroad in in Kenya. I don't remember what. I can't remember what where. Country might, was. Might, might be, I can't remember where. Um, but it was the savanna anyway. It was the savanna, yes. Rainforest. Yes, right, right. And famously, the uh, people building it were attacked by man-eating lions. Big ones. A pair of um, man-eating lions who, uh, I mean, it's rare, but it happened, and it was very famously happened here, made the news across the world. Um, but you see the trains being built. You see what the locomotives look like. And then over the years, especially as colonialism faded away, um, the African cultures and African countries and, and train companies, I guess, began to 
add their own flair to the uh, mm-hmm. to the locomotives and the trains, and then you get what looks like the Wildlife Express. It's there now. It is an incredibly authentic representation of what those old trains are, uh, what they look like these days. Except for the seating. Because they still use them these days. You know, they're still in use over there, and it is... Uh, it, it, it is it's quite an incredible thing. For years, I used to have a chair mm-hmm. on top of one of the um, train cars. It said Dave's chair. And I had a picture of Dave's chair. <laughs> a couple of years ago, Dave's chair must have been taken away. I don't I don't know where it went. So just a little background on the ghost in darkness. It was uh, took place in Tsavo, T S A V O, Kenya. So it was in Kenya. It was during the building of the Uganda-Mombasa Railroad into East Africa in 19, 1898. Excuse me. Uganda. Um, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia. I believe... Uganda. Darn. Why didn't I remember that? I believe some of the... Yeah, the, the actual ghost and the darkness are in the Field Museum in Ch- Chicago. Did you drop something? No. <laughs> I dropped my phone. Sorry. Which has my notes on it, so I... Yeah, they were... Um, that was the name of the the name they gave to the to the lions, right? Because they did eventually capture them. Yeah, and they killed them. And, and there was something weird about them. Like, were they lionesses but had manes or something? There was look that up. There was there's there's some <laughs> weird thing about the lions. I can't remember what it was, but there was some there was some different sort of um, biological thing about the lions that. Uh, that I that always sticks in my head, and I actually saw them when I was in Chicago out at the oh, Field did Museum. You? Yeah, yeah, you know the Field Museum is kind of like the for those of you in New York, kind of like the Museum of Natural History. It has a lot of taxidermy and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, one of the yeah. leading uh, 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 natural history museums in the country. And the Ghost in the Darkness is there because I believe the big game hunter who went to help them was American. I believe that's correct. Again, could be wrong about that. It's been a few years since I saw the movie, but uh, anyway, so we continue. Okay, so um, the the next exhibit so you, you is the garden, and that brings sort of your animals to your backyard kind of uh, experience, and it's mostly signs, but they do have some butterflies there. They have bat houses. Um, they talk about uh, you know pest management. Um, it's very um, sign oriented. There's not a lot of things to do there, although I think they had the Wilderness Explorers there at one point in time, but, you know, be that as it may. Um, It is, that area is registered by the National Wildlife Federation as a certified backyard habitat, which needs to have food, water, shelter, and a place to raise young. Um, Anybody in this country could do it and contact the National Wildlife Federation and ask for them to... um, you know, register their backyard. If you have a backyard that is friendly to animals, you know, like I said, it needs to have food, it needs to have water, which is not often easy for people in uh, in uh, suburbia. And it needs to have shelter and a place to raise their young. Um, anyway, that is the garden section of the walkway to Rafiki's Planet Watch. They were maneless male lions. That's what I was. Yeah, if you look at the picture of them on the... Uh... They were adult males that were... I don't know how adult they were, but they had no manes. That was what made them unusual. Anyway. Sorry, I interrupted. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's interesting that this backyard, quote-unquote backyard, was registered by the National Wildlife Federation as a... Um, a certified backyard habitat. So anything can be That's crawling really cool. in there. I mean, <laughs> what you see mostly is butterflies. Yeah. Um, you know, they have, like I said, they have bat houses. You know, you, maybe if you're there at night, you might see bats. But uh, other than that. Where's the bat? They're there at the garden. I don't remember seeing bats. They're up on a tree. They, they usually post them up, you know, halfway up a tree. Well, so. I got to look for that. I don't remember yeah. that. Okay. Okay. So where do we go next? So as you're walking, notice the walkway medallions mm. under your feet. They're like uh, big, almost they look like uh, sewer covers from yeah, New York City. Yeah, overgrown ones, yeah. Right. Um, but, you know, instead of being able to lift them, they're in the ground. Um, they show animals first being scattered, and then slowly they come together over the course of, I think it's five medallions. 
And finally, the last one is the Circle of Life, sort of uh, giving you a sneak peek at Rafiki's Planet Watch, which is all about the Circle of Life. Is that one larger than the other ones? Yes. Yeah, it is. Okay. And it's so right at before this, so you at, get there. Yeah, so at this point, we're kind of in the, in the the we're off the path and into the walkway. I mean, into the sort of opening leading I to the I believe building. that is true. Yeah. And right when you get at the path, if you look to the left, usually there's Chippendale there. Just mm-hmm. saying. Uh, and if they're not there, those people lining up there for no reason are lining up for Chippendale or somebody like that. Because there are characters here, uh, quite a bit of them. Is Rafiki um, still in the building? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I'll get to that when we get into the building. My kids have not been character people for quite a few years, so I kind of Oh, he that. is now. My guy is now. And my I am famously not a character person and always been sort of put off by the whole idea of characters and people and Costumes and posing. I find it ironic them. that he's a big character fan and also a big Frozen fan. Mike, I wouldn't say he's big, um, because I I, th- I don't think he's any bigger than any other kid. You know, they're all kind of into it. You know. Yeah, he, that's true. He, he likes it. He enjoys. The last time he nearly uh, nearly put Minnie Mouse in the hospital, pushed her over, and she went flying. Really? Uh, yeah, he's only three. I mean, he's twenty five pounds soaking wet. I think sometimes, but he. Uh, yeah, he just ran up to her to hug her, and I guess knocked her over. Knocked her over, and he, again, he's thirty-five pounds, but um, <laughs> he loves them. he loves them, uh, but for sure, uh, he likes Chip and Dale. And if you go inside, he doesn't like Chip and Dale. I don't know. And he did once like Frozen, um, to the point where I even put on. Now I'll tell you where we've gone with Frozen. Let's be honest here. Um, he there was a time period where he made me watch it relentlessly. I, as those of you who know, I do not like that film. Um, and now I put it on for him the other day, the Christmas thing that came on. The oh, right. Olaf's Frozen Christmas. I haven't seen that. I don't care. And uh, he got two minutes into it and didn't want to watch it anymore. All right. You <laughs> so want to watch Paw Patrol? He wanted to watch uh, uh, Frosty the Snowman. Ah, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, he enjoyed that the first couple of times. Uh, Paw Patrol really is it. Disney uh, is missing the boat on that one. They're getting destroyed with the kids on uh, Disney Junior. It's nothing compared to Paw Patrol. Believe me. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, anyway, I, I I interrupted again. Let's talk <laughs> about the affection section, which is oh, your son's favorite. He loves it. Um, it is a area where there's actually endangered domestic animals or rare domestic animals. I'm not sure if they would it would be classified as, as endangered because they're not wild. They have piney woods cow, and African pygmy goats, which are common throughout several zoos. Nigerian dwarf goats, African guinea hog, kuakuni pigs, which I believe are from Hawaii, and baby doll sheep. There is some of the animals that are there. What is the goat again? There are two. There's the African pygmy goats, which is the more common one. That's the one. There's one named Willis. Probably. That's there, and my um, my son now knows Willis by name. Um, <laughs> goes to see Willis. In fact, that's how we know where he wants to go. He doesn't say I want to go to Rafiki's. He says I want to go and say hi to Willis, and he gets the little little uh, brush out. He brushes Willis's hair, and then he brushes the floor with the brush. And the uh, cast members yell at him, and we have to leave. <laughs> that's how it goes. Well, why do you have to leave if the cast members yell at you? Um, they don't instruct you to leave. No, his mother doesn't. Um, Ah, like when he's not listening to the cast members. Fair I, 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 perf- I personally think it's fine, but I listen to the cast members. I know you do. I know you do. I'm less so. <laughs> do you have any more comments about affection sections? No, it's just. A, I mean, it's a. It's a. Like you said, petting I, zoo. I, it's a petting zoo. Um, I love that it is kind of rare species of these things. You, you don't really know that when you're in there. No, they, they kind of really... look the same, um, but. You know, now you do, foot listeners, those of you who are here, um, you're not just petting the kind of goat you'd find, uh, you know, at a million farms in, in the United States, you're, you're, or cows. You're, you're, you're actually, uh, you know, seeing something that you probably don't see at other petting zoos. So it is, no, it, is, it is unique in that regard. Other petting zoos are standard American sheep, cows, blah, 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 blah. Again, a little under the radar type of detail. That makes it better than than you actually would imagine. <laughs> right, exactly. Next is just adjacent to the um, affection section is the theater, which 
as you indicated earlier, you know, has basically a show where they bring out a couple of animals for you to like look at close up and porcupines. <laughs> Theater is a bit of boas. stretch. Well, it's <laughs> gathering place. It's a couple of park benches and a and a rise. Well, it's a little bit more than that. You could probably fit like twenty to thirty people. In yeah, there. maybe, maybe. <coughs> uh, the last one that they had before they went down for um, refurbishment was the Walt Disney. Um, yeah, this one was nice. I like this one. The Walt Disney show about how he, you know, dealt with uh, nature documentaries and mm-hmm. how he was involved with nature. Um, you saw this one, Dave? Yeah, last time I was there. Yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> and I it, liked it. It was very Walt heavy kind of how, you know. He has a lot of uh, TV monitor showing Walt talking yeah. about things. Yeah, and any time they, they take the time to do that, I enjoy that effort. You know, of tying Walt into the to the park right. and these kind of things. Like, like you said, I mean, uh, as a Disney fan, I would m- much sooner see that than I would, um, you know, Black Panther telling me about these animals <laughs> <laughs> or whatever characters in Zootopia. I've never seen any of that, so I don't know that. But uh, I do enjoy that show, and and, and, and ho- hopefully they'll continue doing some kind of show like that. I'm sure they will. I mean, we'll they might see. change it, but um, you know. Could just be a... Uh, the animals of Wakanda. Could be just a Wakanda gift shop. <laughs> Who knows? Well, speaking of the gift shop, I'm not sure. It's not really a gift shop. It's more of like a... Uh, Merchandise stand. Yeah, more like that. And it's, Overgrown to some extent. There's nothing particularly no pleasant about it. No. I mean, it's just your standard... A lot of plastic uh, snakes and... Yeah, um, animals and yeah. a lot of like plush. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in a few of these things, Disney does um, non-character plushes, so you'll get like an elephant plush. Oh, or a copy. A, and, yeah, or no copy or something like that, and that's what he likes. I mean, he's he has all of the Disney ones he could ever ask for, right? but he doesn't have, you know, oh, no copy. a no copy. Right. So he... he, he Those is, are fun. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a fun little toy for he likes your age. He, he just likes to look at them and then ask me. I say, no, we move on. That's how it works. And um, when you first walk into the conservation station, which was the old name for it, you see a mural of hundreds of animals. Um, and they're all looking at you. And as Disney likes to say, they're also, um, you're looking at them and they're looking at you for help. Um, there's a lot of endangered species on there, like pandas and, you know, copies and elephants and all that kind of stuff. Um the conservation itself was called by some of the early people um, designing the park as the heart of the park because it is really where the conservation message takes full form. Um, there are a ton of small animals in there, including poison dart frogs, flamboyant beetles, giant insects, sti- giant stick insects, uh, malign mantis. There's boas, there's skinks, there's even a turtle pond. Uh, they have an Egyptian tortoise which is one of the smaller tortoises in the world. Um, And they also have, which I think is probably unique in quote-unquote zoos, which is the veterinarian area, where you can look in on uh, surgeries, procedures, checkups, all that kind of stuff. It usually occurs in the morning. So if you get there at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you're not going to see anything. Right. But if you go there at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, you'll probably see something going on. And they, and they don't give you a schedule or anything like that. You never know what they're no. doing there. It's actually just the window to where the vet is. And every animal is examined by a veterinarian right. all, you know, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, this one here, I guess, is, you know, they bring, I, there was one, I was backstage on a backstage safari, and they had a tortoise? I think it was, yeah. I saw a tiger once. That was cool. There was a tortoise that was um, being treated for pneumonia oh, that right. had just come in uh, and had not, um, it had mean, not interacted with the other tortoises. And even just, they just got it from another zoo. Just got it. I yeah. got it. And uh, he was in kind of isolation because as soon as he got there, they go through a, uh, you know, the, the vets before they go into the thing, they have like the waiting period. And the, they actually told me they have, a, a depending on the species, they have, you know, there's a period where they'll be in isolation. Sure. To see if, the, if they're bringing anything from wherever they were. Um, Most animals are go through that, right? And so this this tortoise had uh, what they told us is he was recovering 
from pneumonia, that he had had it, and that he was being brought in for a sort of, you know, follow-up examination that uh, I guess it was going to be okay. Um, I can't imagine they would have told us anything else. Probably um, not. <laughs> He's on death's door. That's where we were at the time. <laughs> so it was a large tortoise. It took a couple people to carry him in. Um, and they put him on the thing. And oh, was, it was probably yeah. a... Uh, Could be on Galapagos. I don't remember. I, I think I would have remembered. They have Galapagos. Alab... Oh, I forget how you, how it's spelled. Alabra, Alabra tortoises that are from the... I don't remember where they're from, but they're almost as big as Galapagos tortoises. Yeah, I was, believe that's what they have behind the Tree of Life on the path there. Yeah, there was two guys that were carrying them in. That was carrying this one guy. This one. Yeah, they're big. One in. Yeah, and they said he was going to be out on 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 stage. You know, whatever they called it. I guess it was on stage sometime in the near future. But uh, so it really is. There is serious work going on back there. They used to have. This is not. Uh, this is not animatronic conservationists on a video screen that you can interact with, like people who are actually out in the field. Yeah. But they've since gotten rid of that. Mm. And that whole room is just sort of like a research facility, but you yeah. never, very rarely see anybody in there. That was really cool when they used to do that. Um, at one point, they used to have cameras looking into the backstage barns. Yep. They may still have that. I don't know. Um, they I used don't to believe ha- they have those operating yeah. anymore, but they used to have that, absolutely. So this, this is kind of what, you know, I don't think why either one of us is annoyed with the idea of picking up, sprucing it up a bit, because they have sort of let, as Disney is wont to do, they have sort of let a lot of the original ideas that Joe Rody had sort of fall to the wayside over the years. And that, sort of, yeah. You know, and, and they had a couple here as well, so. Um, that's pretty much it for Rafiki's Planet Watch. Do you want to talk about what we, what could happen? Uh, yeah, I, um, so... Um, just a couple of sort of closing thoughts on it. I wanted to mention the uh, sure. characters again, like I said before. Uh, Rafiki is there, and my son loves Doc McStuffins. Now, he used to watch that show when he was about a year and a half. He doesn't watch it anymore. I don't but think she's there anymore. She was there the last time I was there. Right, I there have a go. photo of it. She's not there anymore because it's closed, Mike. Well, uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> but she's she used to be there. Um, there. used to be a woman walking around with a very large snake. Uh, he thought that was fascinating. Um and there they were, do that at the Oasis yep. now. And they also do a lot of... And they do show animals at the Rafikis. They'll pull them out. Yeah, and they used to, used to, if you heard of them, I don't know that they still do this, but if you heard of them in the past celebrating World oh, they Bat Day or something, World they'll Rhino ha- Day, whatever. The, day. Yeah, they do that. Rafikis will have a table and some activities yep. for kids and things like that out there. Um, so, and it, that it kind of becomes sort of the uh, the event center of whatever little thing they're doing. I'm not talking about a big festival here. I'm talking about you know just these little things right. where they where they say they're you know where they have a little extra information to do something kind of different. So Rafikis can change as as the you know. As the weeks go on and the days go by, it does change, and there are some different things out there. So it is kind of a different experience when you go out. And uh, like I said, the train itself is worth the price of admission. And uh, going and see the backstage uh, barn, the rhino barn and the elephant barn and stuff like that, you can actually see them from the train as you're going. And and uh, the backside of uh, – you can actually see the area where s- I think the – Animals going to the main part of the savanna come in and on and off stage. Okay, is actually back there. Sometimes you'll see an, a, 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 a a hungry giraffe trying to uh, get his way back there. <laughs> Didn't you do a backstage tour that went yeah. back there? Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, and then you could you don't always notice that this is what this area is because if there's not an animal there, you don't realize what you're looking at. But right. um, there that is one of the spots. So on to. What we think is going to happen now? I hope nothing really happens, uh, and I echo that hope. I mean, maybe some sprucing up of the, you know, the animal facilities and changing out the animals a little bit or whatever that you know minor things. I want the affection section to stay stay put. I want the little stage show stay put. I echo all this. Um, The only rumor that I've really heard, and this is, I've heard nothing. Okay. This was probably a year ago. Was that they were going to put Zootopia in there? That so it be a Zootopia thing. So if they're going to, and now let me let me say this about Zootopia. I haven't seen the film, uh, so I don't know 
you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking out of turn a little bit. It's quite popular. I'll I'm, I'm sure. That. I'm sure it was. So was Frozen. Um, popular. So was Avatar, Mike. Um, and we got those attractions. See what I'm saying? Uh, so I, I definitely see that it that it could be a um, you know a way they go here if they just paint the walls and add some Zootopia characters to the walls, and then the Zootopia characters are the meet and greets that are there. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I have I have no issue with that. I mean, I, I understand. That takes six months though. I don't think it does. Yeah. I, I understand that Bob Iger is completely obsessed with the idea of cross-marketing his films. That's because he's a movie guy. And that he's turned this entire park into a glorified, this entire Walt Disney World into a glorified studios park. I understand that. Um, and, I, and, I, and I don't mind if that's what happens at Rafiki's because of all the places in, this, in the planet, in, in Animal Kingdom, where that's acceptable, this is the spot. If they want to do that, like just throw in some overlay on this, it doesn't work anywhere else. Like it, no, it doesn't. Turning Harambe into Wakanda is just plain stupid. You know, um, adding Avatar is at best hardly fits the theme. And they pulled it off pretty well, though. But the but the point of going to Rafiki's was to sort of come out of the theme. You're taking a train to somewhere else. You're leaving Africa, and you're going off to something else. So that's something else could literally be anything. Right. You know, any anything you want. And the fact that you're you're making it a working environment, um, you know, if that stays that way, honestly, if it's Zootopia's base what I feel to me is that if they're going to change it, they're actually going to change it to overlay it, they're going to overlay it with the new shiny version of The Lion King that's coming out. Um, rather than Zootopia or Jungle Book, because or yes, but I think the Lion King. Let's face it, Animal Kingdom is the Lion King park. Sure, it is what it is. It's Zootopia may have been very popular. Certainly, Harambe is. Zootopia may have been very popular. It is still not as popular as the Lion. King. No, the Lion King is a classic. The Lion King is the one of the it's biggest like films the they've. Ever, yeah, yeah, all well, that. I mean, it's it's it'll, it's timeless. It, it'll always be there. It's as, Hamlet. It, it, yeah, it's it's it'll <laughs> exactly. It'll always be there as a big Disney thing. So I I I would be stunned if they remove Rafiki's name off it to replace it with this film that ha, that in a few years will kind of, you know. Go the way of other sort of kind of popular Disney films well, that that did well once, you know, and you know, and weren't really huge. I, I, uh, Zootopia could... did very, very well. You'd okay, be surprised at how well it did. Sure. However, but, having said that, it's what a, four years ago. Yeah, it's right. It's and is five it, years ago. Something and like is that. it considered five years later one of the classics of Disney? No. So why do we need to promote it? What does it do to us? Why is it better than Rafiki? So my feeling is, if they're going to spruce it up, keep the Lion King theme. I'm okay with that. And make the Lion King thing better or more, you know, do something new. Call it, you know, something else. But if you're going to keep a film tie-in, what better tie-in than the Lion King? It'd be unusual for Disney to use an IP that just came out. They seem to always wait three or four years to see what kind of... Yeah. Like they waited a while for Frozen. They've waited, you know. As soon as I saw the first... Was it a trailer for The Lion King or just the announcement that it... No, there was a trailer. There's a, a, the, Which uh, came out within trailer. the last week or so. Yeah, uh, maybe two weeks ago, but the yeah. The funniest thing I saw was a meme of somebody holding their head going, you're going to make me watch Mufasa die again. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, that and, was now, and now you're going to have to see what looks like an actual lion. <laughs> Right, more realistic. <laughs> Not a cartoon. Right. Oh, God, my wife is no interest in this movie. Let me tell you, she's not going to want to watch this. Well, it's John Favreau again. Yeah. made a hit with the uh, live-action Jungle Book, which I did not particularly care for. I didn't either. I can't believe you didn't like it. And the reason why I say you didn't like it is because you love the Jungle Book. That's one of my favorite animated cartoons. I mean, you are... I thought Christopher Walken was terrible as... Really? The uh, orangutan. You can't really cast Christopher Walken as anything but Christopher Walken. And Baloo, that's the problem. I mean, that's what he was. Mm -hmm. He was Christopher Walken. He sang like Christopher Walken. He, 
And um, was it Bill Murray was blue? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, whatever. I didn't get through all of it, Mike. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't really care Looked for it. I don't, too... Yeah, I don't like the looks of it. I didn't like the look of it, yep. And I don't can't imagine the animal. The, the Lion King is going to be all that much better. No, it looks the same. Same kind of uh, thing. I'm starting to w- wonder why this is becoming such a thing, this live-action interpretation. For, like, I guess they dreams. did. For the first, to see it once, and then that's it. Yeah, I mean, Beauty and the Beast did well. Jungle Book did well. What are some of the other ones? I mean, they did well because people went to see it for the one time, but they they don't become... I mean, I guess it's just a money maker. It's just, yeah, it's, they just, it's making yeah. money on it. It's easy enough. Yeah. You already have the script. They already have the story. Because cause a year after Beauty and the Beast came out... The live action one, you mean? The live action one. All of the merchandise was in the clearance bin. Right. At, I uh, thought it sucked. You know, when people, when people back people. on the shelves at the Disney store was the animated Beauty and the Beast stuff. You know? What's, what's the uh, uh, Hermione from... Uh, she was Belle. Emily Watson, is that right? Uh, the girl who played it in the new one? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. She was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I didn't so, watch it. So that dry either. and you know, no real emotion. And the Beast looks terrible. I didn't watch it. The only part I liked was Gaston and uh, Lafeu. They were they were good. This is going to be sacrilege. I didn't like the original Beauty and the Beast that much. Uh, it's not my it's not in my top ten, but I liked it. I mean, the, the, anima- good. the animation I mean, was, was kind of. It was all right. Mm-hmm. It was good. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite of those. There were ones. There's a lot. In that, yeah, in that era. There I, were a lot. I like Little Mermaid the better. I like yeah. Aladdin better. I like oh, yeah. Lion King better. Oh yeah, yep. They're all. They were all better. Um, Hercules was really good too. Yeah, underrated. Underrated good film. And Tarzan was pretty good too. I love Tarzan. Again, underrated good yep. film. That was a great yeah, film. Yeah, Hercules and Tarzan were kind of like at great, the tail end of that great uh, re- sound, renaissance. Great soundtrack in Tarzan. Phenomenal yes, soundtrack. Phil Collins, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Did the whole thing. Anyway, I guess that's it. So, you, what do you think? What do you want it to be? Well, I already told you what I want it to be. Not much different. Okay. I think they're going to make it. You think it's going to be Zootopia? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that kind of movie, that movie's kind of. So, you don't think it's going to be Zootopia? Huh. I don't. I don't. So, if you were to guess, if if you had to go put. Wreck it, Ralph. Put a hundred bucks down, and in, <laughs> if you were put, put a hundred bucks down at the uh, in Vegas for it, right? What would you put it down on? I think it'll still stay Lion King based. You think it'll be Rafiki's Planet Watch, or be called something different? Yeah, they might change the name, but I think it'll still be Lion King based. That's my guess too. So I think that, uh, and I've thought that for a while now. I think that uh, you know, I'm hoping that they just sort of. You know, it's a twenty-plus-year-old building. It's been there from yeah from the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, and it could use a little could use a little updating. Certainly, we t- like I said, there was some things back there. They must still be working in there. I mean, that's where yeah. the vet hospital is. Yeah, they're still working. But there were some some interactive things that are a little antiquated now. Sure. Um, you know, like the rainforest and the headphones and the rainforest room. Yeah, or songs of the rainforest. Right, right, and like I said, the 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 cameras looking into sure. the barns were kind that of black room, and white, and we really is yeah. ever active, ever actively in it. So there are other things they certainly could do. Um, you know, they could they could do anything out there, and 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 kind of just spruce it up a little bit from where it was. I think that sounds problem- like more than six months, less than six months of work, but you never know. You never know how it's okay, budgeted and what they're doing. Four years to build Avatar. I know. Um, <laughs> The one thing I will say about Rafiki's listen, glowing plants don't come cheap, and the poor quickly. The part, uh, like I said before, people like at three thirty in the afternoon, they finish lunch, they read a couple more rides, they're tired, they don't want to get on a train, they want to, uh, you know, they don't want to. Like, do we really have to get on a train to get to this place? I mean, it's just a petting zoo. Yes, um, get on the train. Damn and it. I think. The fact that people don't go to there first. That's not a rope drop attraction. They're going to Avatar. They're going to Safaris. They're going to Everest. Yeah. So they don't get there until late in the afternoon. Okay. Usually. And the vet stuff is done. Which I think if there was more vet stuff. So they, could change, they could change that. I mean. They, they could. They could do that. And it would be more. I think people are. I mean, whenever they're doing something on the vet, you see a bunch of people lined up at the glass to look at what's going on. How about you build a restaurant out there for breakfast? 
And a real gift shop, I think, would, would probably be. Build a restaurant show. out there for a character breakfast. And then, oh, you'll you have everybody, then you'll have everybody out there looking at their... Rafiki, uh, Timon, and uh, Pumbaa, or what? I guess it would be yeah. Rafiki and Timon, and, and maybe take, uh, Mickey and Minnie and Safari outfits. Yeah, you could take the 745 might train. might the Tusker house, though. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, so there he is. Um, I don't... I, here's another thing. I believe this is going to be... It, it will be appropriate. Um, we are collecting questions for yes. our next listener question show you can tweet them to mike uh mike is at jumbo everyone safari mike on twitter uh or you can email them to me jumbo everyone at gmail.com obviously email works if you have a long question or multiple questions or all that kind of stuff um i believe in our next show close to the next show we will be doing just that answering your listener questions right. we do this a couple times a year um you guys are always great with getting in some fantastic questions <laughs> i got like 10 or 12 so far Making us usually makes us talk about a lot of nonsense. Right. That's what we that's what we enjoy about it. And then uh, after that, we're going to do our f- now famous wrap up of the year. It's famous. Yeah, because we do it every year, only because we can't think of anything else to do at the first of the year. Um, and uh, that is always one show of the past year and one show looking ahead to the next year at Animal Kingdom. And this past year definitely had some stuff involved. Um, that we can we can look back on. Um, Are you talking about the three little things, two medium things? Yeah, thing yeah, show? we'll get right. there. We'll get there. Did I, I? I believe I won. I'm just saying. I believe I won. I'd have to look at. I the... usually win that anyway because your 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 things are never realistic. Uh, <laughs> you always want like a Jungle Book dark ride. I want a that never going over the. Uh, it's never going to happen. The Jungle yeah. Book dark ride is never going to happen. No, never. <laughs> it was a boat ride, by the way. But that's or whatever it was. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Jumbo Everyone. You can go to JumboEveryone.com. Mike puts some news up there every every uh, week or so. Uh, for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who, 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 now, who, who, who.